Welcome back, everyone, to the CrossFit Buff podcast. A little bit different today. It's going to be a, a special bonus episode because uh, it's it's fast approaching episode 100. Um, and to make sure that we had enough time to do a, a proper episode, um, Ollie and I decided to come push it back a week. So I've put in a little bonus episode. Uh, really, I, I'm always going to say in honor of our last guest, Rosie Cox, that finished off the episode asking me 100 questions about the Rogue Invitational, uh, which has now been and gone. I was wrong. Pat Velner didn't win. <laughs> Justin, Justin Madeira's got it again. So spoilers for how this episode is going to go. Um, but I thought, why not, as a bonus episode, let's talk about the Rogue Invitational, reflect on the different events, maybe some beneficial lessons also for when we're doing CrossFit in the box. And who better to join me on this episode than a former CrossFit Bath member, the man behind Chalking Fitness, and one of my co-hosts on Plate Stack Chat. I'm joined once again by Tom Forder. Tom Welcome back to the CrossFit Bath Podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Jason. That was that was what an intro that was. I was like, I need I couldn't need to get a bigger business card. Yeah. You're thinking, why doesn't he ever do such good intros for our podcast? <laughs> Saves all the good stuff for CrossFit Bath, of course. Now, before we go through all the events and uh, just kind of talk about what what happened in the different events, um, what we found interesting, what maybe we didn't like. Ooh. Uh, we should also mention that through Plate Stack Chat, we started running a fantasy fitnessing league um, that is also has a league linked to your local affiliate. So it's, if you go to fantasyfitnessing.com, you can join this um, salary cap league that we make. Uh, and there's one for, there'll be one for the Bath affiliate. And then there's a Plate Stack Chat league that you can come and join and be with some of our friends over there. So we've done it for the games. We did it for the Rogue Invitational. We will be doing it for Dubai and Waterpalooza. So if you, if it sounds like fun, get on that. But I do have to say, we should shout out to the Birdman himself, Rob Bird, who actually won the salary cap challenge for the Rogue Invitational. So well done, Rob. Uh, it's Monday morning, you're driving to work and you're listening to this. And I'm telling you, yes, you beat me. Well done. Rochelle came second. I came third, so top three positions held by CrossFit Bath. Uh, but if we want to keep that running streak, <laughs> CrossFit Bath, make sure you join for Dubai and Wadapalooza. Anyway, well done, everyone. <laughs> Tom, we won't I mention do, where I, you were. <laughs> I didn't do very well again. So clearly, my uh, who better to talk to about the Rogue Invitational than the, the, uh, the guy who cannot pick them, that's for sure. <laughs> so there were seven events over three days right good yep uh, i thought what we could do is just maybe mention the events what happened in the events and what the events were uh, and then any little lessons that we learned or anything we particularly enjoyed or anything that surprised us motivated us encouraged us to get back in the gym and start really training hard which i know neither of us has really been doing since that event so so event number one was i'll tell you what event number one when i read the, the title of the event i was like oh that doesn't i'm not going to be interested in this and it was go ruck and when i heard go ruck i foolishly just thought oh is it just going to be a run with a ruck again like boring <laughs> it was not simply a run with a ruck boring it was 
a wheelbarrow pull to the to the rig, then ten over under logs. So like jumping over a log, coming back underneath, and then having to go over again ten times. Five rope climbs. Then they have to carry sandbags to the top of a hill. Um, free sandbags, so up and down to to take these free sandbags to the top of the hill. Five rope climbs, ten over and under the log again, and then a wheelbarrow push to the finish. And all of this while wearing a go ruck. <laughs> what did you think of this event? You, you know what? First of all, this is going to be a terrible joke, but you know, if you're not familiar with the brand Go Ruck and you're from the UK, which we both are, you'd be like, oh, it's going to be something to do with rugby, you know, <laughs> and there's going to be some like actual kind of like athlete on athlete kind of like competition. There wasn't. Uh, it was like, you say, a, a weighted rucksack. This for me is a workout. And it's the workout equivalent of you see an activity that you're going to you're going to go help a friend, like build a patio or kind of move some rubble. And you're like, I'm going to be really good at this. I do CrossFit. Right. And then actually it just absolutely humbles you and leaves you broken for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> so now whether that happened to the, the likes of the athletes that were at the Rogue Invitational, I'm not sure. But uh, it's definitely a, it was a baptism of fire, I think, for anyone, because it is a can be a little bit uh, uh, of a surprise. But I, I think that's, I mean, that's an excellent point, isn't it? It's like, we talk of like taking your fitness outside of the box and not just being fit for the sake of doing CrossFit. And while this kind of, you know, obviously it's a, <laughs> a CrossFit competition, so it sort of is, but it was showing other elements of like, oh, you see your fitness isn't just limited to a barbell and picking it up and putting it down. But, you know, being able, like, I thought the over-unders on the logs was really interesting. Mm. It was just, it wasn't, it, 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 for me it hit that line of not being like super gimmick kind of oh we've just put in a, a a gimmicky thing it was you know it was kind of we've seen similar things with them like going over the the hay barrels and stuff at, um at the games mm-hmm. but it was just a, you know an interesting element to have them them do and useful you know when you've got to jump a fence right <laughs> you've got to <laughs> yeah and the hill that they built <laughs> so that they had to carry things up i mean we, we, you, you've lived in Bath, Tom. I, we're living in Bath now. This is a CrossFit Bath podcast. If we, anyone knows about, you know, walking and like carrying shopping bags and things suddenly up a hill, <laughs> it's us, yeah. right? That that was that was the Widcombe Hill of of the uh, whatever the uh, um, baseball stadium they were in, right? Yeah, but uh, it was an interesting event and a surprise uh, winner on that event because well, I would say surprise winner. And second place, and then even third place was a surprise because Tia took third. And, mm. you know, and it was event one of the Rogue and everyone was like, who's going to win out of the men? There's going to be this battle between Velner and, and Just Medeiros. That's going to be exciting. But of course, Toomey's going to come in with it all locked up. And she came third on that event. And I think Annie won it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah Annie, Annie, Annie won. won and um, Gabriella Megala came second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Gabriella Magala is someone we're going to talk about a few times through this. So let's not kind of over overdo that, but because um, we'll talk about her later. Like, oh, I think, and we yeah, won't Annie, mention Annie. <laughs> well, <laughs> Annie kind of um, 
yeah, Annie doing as well as she did in that workout, you know, especially kind of, you know, coming off the back of how she did at the games. What I was trying to remember, this workout, I know we said it like, you know, it's taking fitness outside the box. The other thing it reminds me of is that kind of like sandbag one they had to do where way back in like 2013 or 2014, where they had to kind of take them across the arena, throw them up over the... Uh, got the over stairs the, in, to the top of the stadium. The stairs. And I, I, Annie will have done that one. I'm just trying to think how well she did in that. But she, you know, she's definitely done well in this type of stuff in the past and so it's great to see her doing well in this stuff still and her her little baby was there as well right so she's you know she's a new mum which is just insane that you can be that fit after having a baby not that long ago um mm. so you know I, I know at crossfit bath now we have like the the kind of mums and babies class going on on a tuesday um so what motivation and inspiration for all of those you know crossfit crossfitting mums we could say that yeah i mean i know locally we've got like bex that absolutely smashes every workout so (laughs) that's motivation for you if you want to get back into your fitness after having a baby but still absolutely incredible that you can compete at that level and beat tia like that's oh but tia's name will come up again as well i'm sure (laughs) we've not we've not left that on the men's side Velna won. So, you know, Velna beat Madeiras. Let's just call it there. (laughs) And the competition. Yeah, Velna's someone who's pretty good at kind of like rope climbs and stuff. I think he's got like a a gymnastic background. But one of the other things is I can only imagine that like wearing a a heavy rucksack and trying to do rope climbs is is tough, right? Because it's kind of pulling it's not loaded on you like if, i mean i couldn't do rope climbs without a vest without without a rucksack or whatever right so but you know to have that weight on your back really pulling you backwards will have been really challenging so it, it was always going to be someone who is known to be strong at that who was going to do well in it i think there we go there we go moving on to the second event that was the bella complex <laughs> why, why, why are you chuckling there tom uh fantastic the bella complex what was that kind of clean so shoulder to overhead front squat shoulder to overhead yes fantastic complex i think um i always like complexes for kind of testing like um weightlifting movements because um typically it means you're not going to go as heavy as you might try and go with um with like a a one rm right where you know is there for, for the majority of us, is there really benefit in going for a one RM where you might risk injury because, you know, you're really pushing yourself too far unless you're Chandler Smith, right. Who just seems to be able to kind of like, you know, I'm, I was shocked that he made the first clean and he still kind of worked his way all the way through a, uh, um, all the way through that complex. And I couldn't help. And I'm no, I'm no master at the barbell. Right. But I keep the weight down because of that. Um, but I, I couldn't help but kind of cringe with with kind of a, a dread watching some of that. But fair play to him, right? He's he's a very strong gentleman. No, I've said many times on the podcast about the misconception of CrossFit and how it injures you and how we all hurt ourselves and we don't lift with good form. And I'm like, and it's not true. If you come come to the box, come and watch us, see how the coaches, you know, all the cues the coaches are giving you, or if you've overloaded that bar and your form is is you know suffering because of it they will speak to you they'll tell you take it down and when i watch chandler smith lift i'm like oh no this is going to be on youtube this is going to be like on a crossfit fails kind of video or mm. and it 
it hurts me to see it, but I get it for a competition. Like it's it's a competition, money's on the line, kind of thing. But oh, mm. it's almost painful. <laughs> it's painful to watch. I'm like, no, the reputation of CrossFit. <laughs> What's yeah. happening? Um, but yeah, clean shoulder to overhead. I think it's then like after you've done the shoulder to overhead, having to re rack, and then front squat it and get back up. Like it, it I, there's something about like a clean and a jerk, and even catching it, or even like a clean. And then a front squat and then a jerk. It kind of makes sense, like going from kind of bottom up. Mm. But when you have to put it back down again to another front squat and then go up again, oh, it's just that second jerk. You're like, Oof, have I still got anything in the tank? Mm-hmm. I, I really hope that um, if anyone searches like what is CrossFit because they're thinking about getting into it or you're thinking of showing a, a friend some of the things that they could do that – they show the, like the video of like uh, Malheros rather than say Chandler Smith. Like now they're the two extremes of the spectrum, right? And so perhaps it's like anyone can kind of um, lift weights, but I think it's it's better to kind of show with some better technique. And and if there was some fantastic technique across the women's field as well, right? You know, but that that yeah, like I say, I'll end up on a CrossFit Fails video, and and hopefully it's uh, it, it could give the wrong impression, I think, to people thinking about getting into the uh, into that into kind of training as uh, CrossFit as a training methodology. Yeah, and we won't spend too much time here because it was you know it was four four simple movements we could say, and but probably the most impressive thing was obviously you've just mentioned him uh Guy Malheros who his I think his very first his first lift I think would have won him the competition anyway and then he still did a second one his final lift for that complex was 367 pounds so 166.4 mm-hmm. kilograms so and he achieved that on his second lift actually and he yeah. didn't lift his third After which the makes third sense lift. right which shows which shows a wisdom if you know you've, if you've hit that pb or you've won the competition mm-hmm. you don't need to do another one you can just don't risk injuring yourself but that was yeah very impressive and then um there was that little battle between laura horvath and and tia on the on the women's side uh, i think tia won with uh 240 pounds is that right uh so 108 yeah, so. kilos is, yeah phenomenal phenomenal lifting there amazing Event free. Oh, so we've had a rest. That's Friday done. Um, oh, a question for you, though, because obviously we kind of got to watch it. How did you, because f- it was all on YouTube. Mm. What did you think of the, like the live stream for the Friday and it's kind of what the, what they put out, what they produced? Did you enjoy watching it? Do you think it was easy to to see? I don't know. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. They, they used a, a lot more. They used a lot more of like just like the distant cam run, right? Because they were moving back and forth across the field. So, um, but yeah, if, if you were in the outside lanes, it was difficult to kind of like, there were some who, as we always see, right? They they still focus on like the battles and the stories. So um, it, it's always going to be a really challenging, um, challenging sport to kind of give even coverage. Um, maybe the other one we got to think about is something like swimming, right? Where actually, you know, you focus on the the seeded lanes in the middle because that's where the battle is for for the podium. So, but I think it was uh, it was nice, and um, they had a few a uh, few different um, kind of 
for want of a better word, pundits, experts on. You know, I'm a big fan of Pat Sherwood. Um, always interesting what Annie Sakamoto has got to say, who does a lot for the games as well. So, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah. And then there's the strong men events, like in between as well, and the legends events. So there was a lot more to watch as well if you yeah. if people wanted to. Um, yeah. One thing, though, and, and maybe there's a reason for this. I don't know. I'm putting it out there right now, though, especially because we do the fantasy fitnessing thing. And because of the salary cap, you're you're forced to pick athletes you know are not going to win every event, but you know are probably going to. But you know, finishing 18th or 16th is going to be like really important. I get that you might not be able to get everything on camera. What infuriates me is when they put up just the top 10 finishes at an event, mm. and they don't then also give you the bottom 10. It's like you must have that information it's just a list i don't you know you, you've got all their times you've got their names why can't you show me who came 11th or 12th why you show me the top 10 and mm-hmm. moving on so that would be my one strong criticism yeah. about yeah. that because there's no excuse and and i say that as somebody who's like oh i've picked this person for my fantasy fitnessing team i really care but you know the the great thing about crossfit is also how close the community are to the athletes so like if that athlete is someone that goes to your box like you'd really care where they finished and it would annoy you that like oh, i didn't even you know i finished friday night i couldn't even work out exactly where you were yeah after until they yeah. updated the thing kind of anyway yeah ma- ma- imagine that and i don't know uh, i don't, don't know whether they write uh, scores on on the on the whiteboard at bath anymore but imagine uh, imagine if there were uh, only 10 spots <laughs> So if you come to if the first first ten people we write your names on the board, everyone else uh, you, you, we we assumed you finished. Yeah, I'd like I'd probably like that. That would then people could imagine maybe I came eleventh. <laughs> Definitely, didn't. everybody came eleventh. Everyone That's after true. tenth came eleventh. Yeah. So some of us would be going home a lot happier. Um, no, we got, it's all on whiteboard now, so you can log in and check the whiteboard there. But I um, I wouldn't recommend doing it if you're me. <laughs> Event four, starting off Saturday with, oh, sorry, event three even, starting off Saturday with oh, an absolutely horrendously oh. short but horrible workout. What a wet, well, short for them, I think, right? But horrible oh, yeah, with, for anyone that tries with, it. What a long burner. Take me forever. <laughs> the echo burner that was 20 thrusters, 40 calories for the guys, 32 for the women on the uh, echo bike which is the rogue assault bike, basically, isn't it? Um, the official bike of CrossFit, sorry. Uh, and then another 20 thrusters. So how, how long do you think that would take you to get? Hmm. Um, let, let's call it four minutes for the echo bike, right? <laughs> and let's, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking kind of at best eight minutes. Yeah. So, so Jason Hopper, one of my picks won that event in like two and a half minutes, just over two and a half minutes. And I think Amanda Barnhart, another one of my picks, <laughs> she won that in like two forty three. That is insane. Yeah. Now there was some, there was some like, yeah, Jason Hobbs, one of these people who were able to hold on. And I think something that we can probably all, we all resonate with regardless of like, I mean, so the other thing just to point out, so that was 20 thrusters, 40 calories, 32 calories, 20 thrusters. They were doing that at like 50, 
52 kilos for men and I guess probably around 35 kilos for women um so it was maybe maybe 33 kilos for women anyway but it's a it's a solid it's a solid kind of like weight right which for them would be light but you know it's uh it seems to be the new rx um really in some in some competitions 50 kilos for men um hoping it doesn't become the new rx for the open (laughs) (laughs) um and uh oh there's a whole other conversation there about what rx should be but anyway no so what i was going to say something we can all resonate with though with this and i enjoyed kind of watching this like chuckling to myself again um was to people like people like jason hopper managed to go out hot and keep going and there were definitely a few who went out too hot got on the bike and then disappeared right so you know i think cole sago went out hot got on the bike and then i was like where's cole where's where's he go <laughs> so you know it's uh i think it can happen to the best of us it can happen to the worst of us um i know it's happened to me and uh it, where you kind of halt go unbroken um and i think for most of them they could have gone unbroken but we've we've all been there where they're like let's i'm going to approach this this way and your strategy was completely wrong it looked so simple on paper is often said <laughs> well on that note i think that that slides very nicely into event four because when you're talking about like maybe going out too hot or how people approach workouts, because I, and I think, I don't know, I maybe I was just looking at it with different eyes and, and especially now thinking about this podcast, but there were quite a few lessons I thought, Oh, that's just so typical of what you might see in a, in a wad, like in a four round wad or something like that um, at the box. Right. And the less, the lesson sometimes is slow is fast. <laughs> so don't go out so fast that then you, you know, you fall off on rounds three and four kind of thing. So event four, concept two, 21 calorie ski erg, 21 med ball GHD sit-ups, and then a, a hill run, uh, four rounds for time. I mean, to be honest, I'd be gassed after one round at the top of that hill, just crying, but mm. four rounds. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might not be remembering it too well, but I feel like this is the one where kind of Annie was out quite hot on that one. Um, and, and Tia was kind of towards the back of the pack in her group and was just kind of closing people down round by round. She was a demon on the, on the ski erg, I think like was a, you know, you could, you could see it when you look at them side by side on the ski erg, you could see that she was pacing it in a way where she had enough left to be able to really go for it. Um, And then on those, the great thing about the run as well, and we've probably all experienced this is that you kind of, you come out of the doors having done something within the, on the gym floor and the person who you were matching pace with just takes off. And I think she just, yeah, just, paced it well to be able to to kind of move through the field at least within her heat because we do have to acknowledge uh, yeah we have to acknowledge the winner of that event Haley Adams so yeah she's uh she's known to be a a real workhorse and and that paid off for her there yeah so Haley Adams again so you know we've got the the CrossFit kids and teens happening in Bath so if you want to motivate your young people to get into CrossFit, that's a, you know, there were a lot of, well, there was Hayley Adams, Mallow Breen. Um, remind me of the name of the other one, Tom. Emmy you know. Carey was another yeah. teen as well. Yeah. yeah. So quite a few um, really young competitors there, but just showing that, you know, get them in young and they could do pretty incredible stuff. 
And I think it was Medeiros that took it on the men's side and with, I think, Velna coming second. So that was like a really kind of... And Chandler Smith did well in that one. He came third. So, you know, so there he goes. Redeems himself from his Bella complex. (laughs) Uh, Oh, event five. The mule. Dead deadlifts and burpee pull-ups I'm like, yeah. oh. oh i haven't done oh, i was gonna say i haven't done burpee pull-ups in a while I, i'm always afraid to say things like that in case it gets back to shacks and he ends up programming them. but but yeah a burpee pull-up is is it worse than a burpee and worse than a pull-up is that, i don't know it's so oh definitely it's like burpee to target for, yeah. for me at least they they're a really good way of disrupting any sort of rhythm um and i mean yeah the, the deadlifts at, at those sort of weights are going to tax anyone but um i think i did a workout the other day which involved deadlifts and cindy and that's that pull-ups um press-ups and and air squats and combining deadlifts and any sort of pull-ups really just because it's all you know just kind of it just really messes up the grip and and, and any sort of ability to pull and burpee pull-ups will do that even more because you you're not going to be doing kipping or butterfly or whatever and it was interesting to see that there was a, a range of mixed grip mixed grips you've got underhand grip you've got mixed grip you know and it was all about trying to find a way of moving efficiently through something which is very kind of jumpy in nature yeah so and it was uh 21 of, of these so 90 reps in total and uh velna won it for the men in four minutes 45 which is just again crazy how how fast these guys go velna was really funny was interviewed about it um did you hear his comments because he, he won this event two years ago yeah it was a 2019 like, event wasn't it <laughs> yeah and they were saying oh do you remember your strategy how you managed to win that event he was like yeah i know my strategy and everybody else knows my strategy because it's been online for two years that <laughs> they could have watched it so um yeah, yeah I, I i think we'll come back to this at the end but i think um the attitude of the athletes is something i'd also like to pick up on at the end and kind of the mm-hmm. Uh, the way they interacted with each other as well, I think is really interesting um, with regards to CrossFit. And we'll come back to that. But yeah, burpees, pull-ups, deadlifts, you know, simple moves. And we can, we can all try that one in the gym if we want. I don't want to, but if you want to, you can try that. <laughs> Event six was the chipper. Yeah. Final day now, Sunday. Yeah, I should say, oh yes, you're right. I should have said, so that's, that wraps up Saturday. Um, and going into Sunday, I'm trying to think, was it at this point that, so was Tia not in the lead at this point, was she? she so Tia was... Yeah, so she went, she, Sunday, she was not, She, I think it was a fight between her, Laura Horvath and, and, and Annie. And Annie, Annie was at the top. And, and you know, I know we'd exchanged a few uh, messages on that uh, following discussions we'd had on our uh, fantasy fitness picks and things. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it was it was kind of a surprise. It was a good surprise. I think it's great for the sport, great to watch. Yeah, it, I, I, it was so strange, wasn't it? Because actually, the we, we've been saying like, oh, for ages, it was the men's field that was so wrapped, like it was wrapped up by the final day with Fraser having it, and the women's field was always more interesting. And then we started saying, oh, now it's the opposite because the women's field, like Tears, already got it all wrapped up, and the men's field, it's a little bit more. Who knows? But actually, Justin Medeiros was really pulling away, and he was starting. It was it was looking kind of more and more inevitable that he was going to win by this point. Whereas Tia had work to do coming in. It was more of a, like a rich Froning style Sunday, like coming in 
you know she could technically win all those events if she wants to but can she do it kind of kind of thing um but it did start well for her because the chipper uh so okay for the guys 45 for girls 40 calorie row 35 box step ups with a feed bag on their back like a sandbag 30 strict handstand push-ups 15 ring muscle-ups then they had to do a like jerry can walk to the end of the field round a thing and back like a farmer's carry 15 ring muscle-ups 30 strict handstand push-ups 35 box step-ups 45 40 calorie row that was interesting to watch as well um i I think people went down it quite easily but then when they did the carries and then like went back to the ring muscle-ups that was where you sort of started to see people really uh struggle and and it's so interesting isn't it because it's a movement that you've just done like i've just watched you do 15 ring muscle-ups so i know you can do it And, and and nobody was doing them unbroken obviously they were all breaking them up but it's amazing how then doing that carry and then like getting back to the rings suddenly people were struggling so much more than they they had been before and obviously it's mm-hmm. like the couple you're now doing you're not doing 15 ring muscle ups you're actually doing 16 to 30 in your ring muscle ups mm-hmm. now so i get that as well but it is interesting isn't it how um it's like we're recording this on friday so today we you know we did these two 7 minute workouts that was um oh, i'm trying what it was now uh oh strict press Ugh. so it was like uh, as many strict presses you could do and every time you put the bar down you have to do 40 double unders it's for seven minutes minute break and then we went into pull-ups and when you when you broke on the pull-ups you had to do hand release push-ups when you got to that those pull-ups having done the the strict press and the double unders and we'd done floor press just before that oh i never found the the, the pull up so hard they were like <laughs> i felt like i doubled in weight trying to pull them up so it is interesting yeah. when you just get to see these workouts where you kind of see even for the tip top best athletes that kind of workload just breaking them down and movements that they could do so easily mere minutes before were suddenly giving them a lot of trouble yeah I think like, uh, especially like when you think of a jerry can carry being like a real grip kind of destroyer and you, that's so important for, for muscle ups. And if I was a real stato, um, as as uh, Sam likes to call me on uh, plate stack chat, um, I'd love to get the splits for the first 15 and then the splits for the second 15 muscle ups. And whilst you'd obviously expect them to be slower because it's actually, like you say, m- muscle up. 16 through 30 um you know to, it probably would be extremely distorted because of that kind of a jerry can carry in the middle yeah and also like the strict handstand push-ups even though it, like i mean bkg won the event for the men um and his first set of handstand push-ups was so fast and then when he got back to it for the second set you're like wow you can see the the workload that's built up but that was a i've i think that was one of the yeah one of my most enjoyable events to watch i think and not just because i had bkg picks for my team of course um <laughs> and i think carrie pierce won it for the women yeah. which is obviously good for her it's her final um her last event her event last competition mm. as a at least for now <laughs> she's yeah. retired from from competitive crossfit she says but then who knows 
who knows what that means does that mean team in the future does it mean anything else she said she's working on her business so mm. we will wait and if, see. If I remember, yeah and, and it was another it was another episode it was another uh event where um Tia Claire Toomey kind of came through and started to uh you know she performed very well but there were always two heats because you've got 20 athletes 10 athletes in each heat and so Tia Claire Toomey I think won her heat um but she Carrie took Pierce second was in, overall in the yeah in the and yeah. then there were a number of athletes that came between Tia and Annie who I think was like maybe third or something within her heat but was definitely further down the leaderboard and and that saw them flip on the uh on the um on the on the overall leaderboard and and kind of a sort of back where she's used to being in recent years yeah i think annie um because i think she got to her rings either at the same time as tia or even slightly just before uh, and it was just it was just again a very interesting to see you know as soon as they got to the rings tia managed to get through them faster and then that again the, the kind mm-hmm. of the accumulated work that they'd done she just never caught her again they actually then that meant that they finished and with those people that got in between went into event seven tied for the leader tied, yeah tied first place right yeah. which was which is in theory then is great right because you're like this final event whoever wins this wins like that's yeah. that's exciting right yeah. um on the men's side i think velna was about 35 points behind Justin Medeiros, so it was going to be very hard for him mm. to, to get it, uh, and I think that's where the this is where the broadcast for me started to kind of fall apart a little bit because there was this real effort to create drama and excitement where, to be honest, there was none because it was sort of like oh maybe yeah the bonus guy you think of that's like it's basically five it was kind of five points between each place right so 35 points means you need a lot of athletes to get between you and the guy who hasn't finished outside the top three in pretty much any event all weekend you're really asking for a lot to happen there um so the final event nobody knew what it was it was the only event that hadn't been announced we were all kind of waiting to see what it was and it was the duel 60 heavy double unders, three squat snatches, and then picking up a sandbag and putting it on a, a kind of a podium rostrum platform type thing and then running across the line. And it was an event that was taking about, what did it have? An, I was going to say like 90 second time cap. That can't be right. That people no, no, it wasn't it wasn't it was 90 seconds second cap, yeah people people were getting in somewhere between kind of like 95 and seconds yeah. and, and like yeah 110 yeah sorry 50 to, towards 120 yeah and so that was like oh that's very short that's kind of crazy to finish on that uh, and then we found out it was being run in a kind of elimination heat style so 20 would uh, i think the top five got a pass so they all went to the the second round straight away and then the the 15 that were left all did it slowest five got kicked out repeated again for the next round slowest five then down to 10 and then final five down to two and then the two would duel it out which sounds super exciting on paper tom did you really enjoy this event 
<laughs> he asked, think, like, knowing say, the answer to the question. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, like, like you say, it, it sounds really exciting. And fair play to Rogue trying something different. Um, that I think they're great. They're great at doing that. But when you know you're looking at kind of one or two, you know, the the battles were between very specific individuals, and there was no room for error on this. And so it was kind of a little bit of a like, well, um, you know, stuff like so Velna dropped the barbell. Oh, it's all over for him. Now, yeah, it's all over, right? And so it was kind of like some like, you know, uh Medeiros has won. So then you're like, well, okay, but oh, that's gonna see Medeiros against whoever, and you're like, eh, really? I mean, it's kind of not for anything. So um I I, I was really I'd, yeah, before I've got I've got an idea on how this could be better, but uh what, what were your thoughts on it, Jason? I think it was like it was very exciting to watch to actually like the actual kind of because the, there were so few areas where you could pick up speed right so you just had to really go for it on the double under and the fact that they were repeating it is kind of like on the one hand you're a bit more tired because you've just done it mm. but at the same time every time they're going for it you're kind of oh, i reckon i could go a bit faster on the double unders or i could you know I'm, this the snatch is feeling smoother or whatever it may be um so it was exciting to watch the manufactured excitement again i was like no it it you know we saw the times people finished in it was clear um uh, and i think uh, the velna um Maderas one was quite like again velna would have needed justin to basically go out in the first heat to even have a chance of beating him he dropped the bar and and when they were um because then you'd wait and then they would put up on the board the next like who made it through and they're all kind of oh and oh, let's see if Velna's name gets put up and then it cut across to the dugout and he's literally saying to someone oh I dropped the bar it would I'd be amazed if my name came up because you've just watched all the other athletes kind of go through it not yeah. making that mistake so the chances are you're, you're out it's kind of like the whole you know the Brook Brook Wells putting her foot on the line I think Velna did as well right in at the games when they yeah, did the cut yeah. for the sprint again a super short event that a penalty or a mistake costs you dramatically Annie like you she as well finished very slow on her heat and then you watched everyone in the next heat beat her time so you and then they were cut across and they're like oh, oh let's see if Annie and you know the you know, Pat and and I think it was Pat and China that were there talking about it. And they're like, oh, let's see. Oh, can, you know, Ken, is Annie going to make it through? Oh, let's see. No, she's not going to make it through. We know she's not yeah. going to make it through because we just watched an entire heat of people. Every single person in that heat beat her time. And mm-hmm. there's only so many s- slots. So there's no way, like, there's no way she's going through. Which, again, as you said, it meant like, oh, for the kind of final to see who actually wins we we know but it was exciting in the moment and then it was mm. exciting to kind of see you know who who was actually going to win and of yeah. course again gee got to really shine in, mm. in this which was great because he is a new kind of up and coming yeah. star yeah. so that was great how would yeah, you make I, it better then come on fix it for well, us <laughs> i think before i say that though i'll say that yeah in in the moment it was exciting every heat in its own right was exciting but we weren't necessarily trying to focus on the heat we were trying to focus on the overall leaderboard which became very hard to follow and it was that quite anticlimactic for as a final event because you had you know annie and and other athletes especially carrie pierce right it was her final 
kind of outing as a professional CrossFit athlete. And it was kind of finished in the dugout, essentially, which is, I mean, I'm sure she went back out and we'll talk more about kind of like the athletes engaging with the crowd and things like that. But it perhaps isn't perhaps the, uh, you know, the way she perhaps saw her final time on the competition floor. Undoubtedly, she views the the whole weekend as, as that, but there we go. So how would I see it being improved, right? It would have to be a longer workout. So I'm completely changing everything here, right? But if you want to do this kind of dual kind of thing, it's like, it needs to be a little bit longer and a little bit more representative of more modalities and skill sets, right? Because you already mentioned there that Malheros, uh, like Guy, she, fantastic, right? He he probably would win regardless of the adjustments that I make. But I think you should look at the leaderboard going into it and handicap people accordingly. But obviously not handicap the people at the top. So Medeiros going in starts first and maybe has to work through a chipper or something. Um, and then second starts a certain number of seconds after him, uh, third, fourth, accordingly because what that allows you to do is you do get this kind of like you know there's a bit of a older top five get a buy so they're less tired and so you know it's, it's a completely different final event let's be honest it's not an adjustment but I just thought oh if you wanted to try something different but you're wanting to allow your athletes all to remain on the floor and finish hopefully close together it adds that extra dimension that I think Rogue were going for without creating potential kind of like anti-climax climatic finish for some athletes or confusion as to like oh they did really well oh no they didn't because the rest of the heat did great so uh um i think that would be interesting um a simple adjustment as well which i thought they were going to do but it turns out they didn't would would be just take knock out the last person in every heat rather than I think what they actually did was combine the heats and take the bottom. Oh, see, I know i don't like that i don't like knocking out the final person because i, I to me that doesn't make sense like no, if I'm no. faster than everybody else, but or like I'm faster than everybody else in that other heat, but I happen to be in a stronger heat. Yeah. Why should I be punished for that? Like that doesn't. No, no, I will strongly yeah. disagree with you on that one. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. Cup, cup, another shout out though. I will say, and this is not improving. Is like if you want to see someone who's good at double unders. Sam Quant is someone to watch. Like he was like just floating like through those. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it, it was different and, you know, sometimes, yeah, I guess it wasn't shooting. So that's already an improvement for me over what Rogue have done in the past. So wh- why not? Uh, yeah, I think maybe slightly longer. I, I feel like you need the kind of no room for error thing. Like I get that, but I feel almost like it's almost more exciting when you know everybody loves a comeback right so what you want is that someone was able to like maybe trip on a double under but get back because there was more time or like you know and then they clawed it back on the next movement and then maybe the third movement got back a little bit more and on the fourth they were able to win like you, you need to kind of have time that you could make a mistake and still pull through not one slip up one mistake which i get is like oh but it's high pressure and it's, it is but mm you know these guys the whole weekend is high pressure really for them and there's a lot of money on the line so <laughs> and a lot of work that they've done but what i did like with the dugout was the attitude of the athletes and i feel that's indicative of crossfit i think that's the same thing we see when we go to strength and depth it's the same thing we see when we finish a, a class at the box everybody was just having a good time they like they all seemed like they were having a good time happy to be there 
you know, Velna was sat next to Justin Medeiros. They were having a like friendly chat, having competed all weekend against each other, all the pressure that the media would put upon them and the rivalry that would be sort of stirred up externally. But when you'd see them talking, they are just, you know, nice guys, happy to be there, having a good time, enjoying doing something they love doing and that they can kind of, uh, you know, do at such a high level. And I think that's great. And we've discussed this in the past on the other podcast. We've, you know, I've had this catch out with Rob and Sam and different ones after the classes, that kind of, you know, CrossFit needing a villain. This is something that gets thrown around a lot. And when I see that, I feel like, oh, it doesn't need a villain. I actually like that. That's more appealing to me is the idea that these are all great, you know, good guys and girls. And then you saw them interacting with the crowd. What I really enjoyed was they were signing somebody's shirt. Did you see that? They were yeah. out there signing a shirt they? and they were all, they'd put the shirt on the back of Justin Medeiros and they're all like using him as a table to sign a shirt. He's just won the event. You know, and he's still getting yeah. kind of treated like a uh, you know, the young kid come over here and we'll sign the shirt on your back. Mm. I thought that was great. Yeah. No, and I think you, you make a really good point. Um, and I think I, I I will say we're only seeing it, we're still seeing it through the lens of a camera. So, you know, if anyone's listening and wants to, was at the Rogue Invitational, Rob Lawson, I know he was there. So, right, (laughs) maybe he wants to let us know what it was like. Um, But it it was nice to see that. And I imagine, like, behind the scenes at the games, they do have those that degree of interaction. And we probably never see that. And that's, you know, intentional by the game staff to give them some privacy. And it it was good of Rogue to kind of, like, facilitate some of that, like, out kind of within view of of the cameras within view of the crowd and it created a little bit more of kind of like an intimate kind of a throwdown in a sense yeah but overall i thought it was a good fun competition to watch of course not on par with what we're going to be watching later in the in the month that is of course strength in depth origins that we will both be at in person not competing obviously but just there to help out um but, you know, it fires you up for these kind of things, doesn't it? It's like you enjoy watching it, as you said, through the lens of a camera. But when you get to be there in person, it's even if it's, if we're being honest, maybe not on the scale of Rogue, but it's still a good time, isn't it? Just to sort of see people having a good time, throwing down, enjoying using their fitness. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. Having lived in Bath for six years, I'm super excited to be back um, at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, what a better way than to kind of combine it with... Uh, with uh, Sid Origins as well. So this has been a fun little bonus episode, a little short bonus episode that went a lot longer than I planned. But, um, you know, got to give the people their money's worth, don't we? Uh, But next week, hopefully, (laughs) if all things go according to plan, Ollie will be back on. We'll be doing our 100th episode. Technically, more than 100 with a few bonus episodes that have been thrown in, but I missed an episode here and there, maybe. Who knows? Um, So look out for that. But if you've enjoyed this kind of chat, you you like the co- competitive things going on in CrossFit, the competitions or other kind of subjects, you can always come and check out Plate Stack Chat. We'd love to have you over there listening to our ramblings. If you've gotten this far through this podcast, I almost feel like you owe it to yourself to be there. Thank you once again, Tom, for coming and helping me make this episode today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll see you maybe in the box. If not, come back next week for episode 100.